The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Our teens need more support and encouragement than ever before. We need to show them that there are so many accomplishments in their lives that are just waiting to be discovered. This is the Dr. Stem Show with Dr. Stem Malatini. We want teens today to feel valued in their schools, homes, and in the community. The Dr. Stem Show will give the voiceless a voice and the hopeless hope. Now, here is Dr. Stem. Welcome to the Dr. Stem Show. This is a show where we are trying as hard as we can to bridge the gap that is there between the teenagers, the parents, the teachers, and the community. You know, recently, um, that was in April, I was privileged to meet the two guests that we have online today. I went for a training and I was certified as a diversity trainer. Some people call it multicultural trainer, inclusion trainer in some organizations, or you might call them cultural sensitivity trainers. So I am one of those certified trainers that is available to come to your organization and train your staff um, to be culturally sensitive. So I have the two that trained me and I thought, wow, the world needs to hear about the program that they're providing because that's one thing that we need to do to be able to communicate with the children that are coming into our schools from different cultures. Welcome, Linda Edwards. Linda. Linda, are you there? Welcome to the show. Yes, I'm here. There you go. Hi, China. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Great. What I'll do is I'll tell the audience a little bit about your buyers, and then you can tell us about the program. Linda Edwards, who is the Director of Community Outreach for Public Partnership and Outreach at Texas A&M University. It was so good to be in Texas and be on the campus of Texas A&M. That's where we had the training. She is responsible for developing and coordinating community and international outreach efforts for Texas A&M. University and the coordination, implementation, and management of the program that we're talking about today, which is called the Community of Respect Program. Ms. Edwards is a member of the original steering committee for the Community of Respect Intercultural Training Program that was created in 2005 and a member of the curriculum development team. As a trained facilitator, she has 16 years of experience in training and development. So we do have someone who's well, well versed with the training uh, knowledge. She led a work group in South America to help the planning and opening of the Soltis Center for Research and Education in Costa Rica. And she's going to be telling us a little bit about Quata. I think she just uh, came oh, back from Quata. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to be asking you about that. So we, that is Linda Edwards, and we have with her her partner, China Jenkins. I mean, the two of them, there's some people that are just a match, you know, that is already made in heaven, as some people might say, <laughs> because the two of them connect and they make this program so much fun to, to, to attend. So if you are listening in today and you're an administrator or you're a teacher or you're somebody in an organization that organizes training, I tell you, these two will be phenomenal with your staff to train them on um, diversity training or multicultural training and the sensitivity of um, how 
uh, diversity is among us. China Jen Jenkins is a facilitator for community of respect, as I said, with Linda Edwards. She's a doctoral candidate in the adult education program in the College of Education and Human Development right there at the Texas A&M, where her research interests are focused, of course, on culturally sensitive teaching, professional development, and cultural value orientation. She is currently writing her dissertation on the motivation and transformation of white culturally responsive professors. While serving in the U.S. Army, if you see how beautiful this lady is, I couldn't even imagine her in combat. But while she was serving in the U.S. Army as a Korean linguist, China discovered a passion for teaching and has earned honors for her ability to train others. Her travels and work experiences have helped to foster a great appreciation for cultural diversity. In a present role, she is providing curriculum development, training, and research for the Community of Respect program. Wow. The combination of both of you, how many years' experience is that? Over 20 years? 30? No, at least. Oh. At least. <laughs> well, you know, I was only born five years ago, so I was. <laughs> She's much younger than I am, but that's okay. <laughs> Because as I'm trying to get my breath back, I'm going, wow, with all that experience, that's a whole lot of years. <laughs> <laughs> so, Linda, I, I think I'll, I'll, start, I'll start with you um, okay. to help us describe the community of uh, respect. What is the community of respect program and why was it developed? Okay. I'd love to tell that story. It's the name of a diversity training program that was designed to prepare people with greater cultural awareness and competence. Um, it's not limited to U.S. versus international uh, reactions, but deals also with understanding intra-U.S. cultural differences as well. Mm. We offer two types of training. Uh, we do the cultural awareness seminars, and then we do a train-the-trainer uh, portion as well. Uh, but this this program was developed in 2005 specifically for our community at that time. There was a tragic incident on our campus and several troubling incidences uh, in our community. And as a university with a large number of international students, we realized that we did provide some training for our incoming foreign students uh, about what to expect from U.S. citizens, but we had done very little to prepare our U.S. community on how to communicate effectively and how to understand our foreign students. So the community came together. We wrote for a grant and then developed this curriculum uh, to teach better cross-cultural communication skills to students, faculty and staff at Texas A&M, Blinn College, the local chamber of commerce, um, and to the fire, uh, police, and utilities personnel of our two cities, Bryan and College Station. It turned out to be really a very successful program. So once the grant period was over, we, we began to see a need for continued training for, for facilitators. And other communities wanted um, to send their professionals here to be trained in our program once the word got out. So in 2008, we revised the program and launched it um, as a train-the-trainer program. And Dr. Sim, we haven't looked back. Oh, now I know we had to travel to Texas A&M University to get this training. Mm -hmm. Is it also available to for you to travel, the trainers to travel to other communities? Well, obviously, yes. Okay. <laughs> I just got back from our branch campus in Qatar, but I thought China and I have also been to other universities here in Texas and in other states as well. It's sometimes cheaper for us to travel to do a large trainer group than yes. for them to send their people to us. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And what I like about it is that, you know, you two were not selfish about this because you realize that it is a training that is needed worldwide. As a result, you opened up this trainer trainer where professionals like myself can come out or you can go to them and train us so that we can be the trainers available in our cities, states. And, um, you know, so that it limits your travels and maybe, you know, allows you to go to other countries as well. Because I know when I came in April, there were people from Florida, there were people from Texas, you know, itself. I think there were other states as well. I was from Massachusetts. I saw anyone right. from Massachusetts. Do you right. remember? 
that that group? Uh, I, I remember them individually, where they came from. Uh, I'm a little fuzzier. China, are you better than I am? In fact, I believe that we had mostly in-state uh, people, with the exception of Dr. Stem and another from Florida. You, for that particular training session, was um, okay. We're the okay. only two out of state. Excellent. So I think that's the reason why I'm bringing it here, because then I figured if the reason why out-of-staters were only two of them is because we don't know or they don't know. So if you're listening out there and you have someone that is responsible for trainings in the colleges, the universities, in the high schools, in our schools, in fact, public schools, I, I should say, I'm, I'm so used to always saying um, high schools because I'm in the high school, but in public schools, this is a great training for the teachers, uh, for them to to be able to do the trainer trainer program and I know China you are good at being more specific about what you teach so what I'll do is I will wait on that and have you start answering that question on being more specific on what it is that the people will receive if they come for the program when we come back from this break. Okay. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. How much difficulty do you have getting your employees or your customers to listen to the solutions you can offer? This may be one of the great frustrations in business. It's time to excel. Dr. Stem now offers solutions with her Soft Skills Leadership Training Program and the Women's Executive Leadership Training Program. To reserve your seat in one of her coaching sessions, purchase her books, or to book her services, email her at drstemmalatini at gmail.com or go to her website at www.drstem.org. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers, the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmalatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. We are talking about a specific program that is called the Community of Respect. It's a program that trains trainers um, to go out and go back to their companies, their organizations, to schools, and teach diversity training, multicultural training, and some people are calling it inclusion training. And I am one of the certified trainers, so what I wanted to do today is to be able to talk about this program. Why am I doing this? Because we are having more and more students that are coming into our public schools, that are coming into our universities, that are coming from different and diverse programs or countries, I should say, and the teachers are struggling on how to include them or to be able to communicate with them, interact with them, teach them per se. So this program is one of those programs that has been developed to bridge that gap so that the teachers feel confident and, you know, empowered to be able to teach and communicate with students that are coming in from different backgrounds. I think this is also a great tool for the teachers, the organizations to be able to communicate with the parents or other adults in the organization so you can understand where they're coming from because sometimes it, it is in the teams that you get put in a team with people that are coming from other countries and you have no idea why they do the things that they do and um, not fit in rapidly as much as you might expect them. So China, before we went on break, I had asked if you can start thinking about how you can be more specific about what you teach in this program. Certainly. I, I really love our program because it is... Um, it's vastly different from a, a lot of the, the diversity or intercultural programs that I've attended. Um, our particular program is divided up into three modules. And in the first module, what we do is introduce culture to our, our participants. 
and um, we, we define what it is, which is an inner set of values of beliefs that people have with them that are taught and passed down throughout the generations. And, you know, that this is what people hold dear as right and true um, in the world. You know, that's their perspective. Um, and we teach that everyone has a culture because, believe it or not, there are a lot of people that don't believe they have a culture. They believe culture is for other people and they're just regular. Yes, <laughs> so yes, we spend yes. the first part of the first module, uh, the first module, explaining what culture is and um, demonstrating that everyone has a culture. Um, in the second module, we have participants to, uh, we, we explain, give them some definitions of some cultural values, and then we have them place themselves on a continuum. And so they get to see what it is that they truly value, which is a very eye-opening experience. Yeah, yes. um, and then how they may differ from other people. Um, and not only do we examine cultural values, but we look at cultural perspectives. We look at uh, nonverbal and verbal techniques that are associated with particular uh, um, cultural values that you may have. So what we stress is that people must first understand who they are um, before they can examine anyone else. You know, in fact, we judge the behavior of others based upon our own cultural values. So that's one of the things that we really try and emphasize in um, in this program. And then in the third module, it's just the application of the, the the knowledge that we've gained. So we don't teach, you know, some people will say, well, I want you to come and teach about Chinese students, you know, or Chinese people, because we have a, a huge Chinese population. And we yes. don't do that at all, because we want you to see um, how you are, how, how you, some of the behaviors that you do, um, because whenever there's a cross-cultural incident, it's always a two-way street. The, the, you know, the learning is always a two-way street, and both people have to realize what they contributed to the, the misunderstanding. So we really emphasize a lot of self-awareness, and uh, we don't do a whole lot of finger-pointing. In fact, we don't do finger-pointing at all. We don't try and change people's values. We help them to understand what their values are and how to maybe adapt for success when you're faced with someone else from another culture. You said it very well, and I think part of it was when people come to that training, you certainly think you're coming to be trained on how to communicate with other cultures, mm -hmm. not knowing that it's going to start with how to communicate with your own self. <laughs> Who are you? So that was very interesting and, and you, certainly eye-opening for us when we attended that training that we had to look at ourselves and who we thought we were and, you know, especially who I thought I was. It was totally different, you know, having to do the exercising exercises and putting myself on that continuum that, um, China, you were talking about. I noticed that there, were, there was a vast difference of how mm -hmm. I looked at myself and what it really means how I am really looking at myself and who I, I, I am. So yeah, I, I just love that exercise because it's, it's very eye-opening. And yes. every time I do it, I learn a little bit more about myself. So it's a, it's a process to, you know, um, to understanding who you are and you change over time as well. So it's, it's a very um, worthwhile program, I think. It's interesting because then what happens is you're right. A lot of people say, you know what, we need somebody to be able to tell us how to deal with this with these children because you know they're from a different culture and we don't understand them. And what I'm hearing you say is, no, I think the question should be, we need to know who we are in order for us to be able to understand these cultures, the different cultures um, that are coming into our communities. Exactly. Yeah. Linda, yeah. coming back coming back to you, I know you did that Qatar trip. Why do you think it is important for someone to understand their own culture? Well, Dr. Stem, it's because our world is becoming smaller and smaller. We mm. are truly becoming a global society. I saw that extremely uh, well in Qatar. It's a very multicultural um, campus there where people from all over the Middle East region as well as other parts of the world are coming together to teach and to learn from each other. Yes. And, um, and understanding one's own culture is imperative then to becoming more successful in what we do in life. If people want to be successful in cross-cultural relationships, and that includes, you know, the U.S. is the melting pot of the world, they say. Yes. Cultures came here from everywhere. And we know through research that we retain most of our cultural values taught to us from our parents, 
um, through the generations. So yes. it's not just being an American. If you if if you were there in the room with us and stood on the continuum, you would see Americans standing all along the continuum. So we're not all exactly alike, but yes. we do have cultural norms. So the first step is understanding who we are, and the yeah. second step is comparing ourselves to what we call cultural norms. Um, in doing so, we have to be very careful that we don't become uh, stereotyped. Uh, that we don't make stereotypes out of other cultures because people are individuals. Yes. So we have to we have to see them as they are. But because we see culture um, as the lens through which we view life, when someone acts in a way that violates our sense of what is is right and good, we will judge them negatively. Yes. So when we understand that we do that, we can take a step back and say, hmm. Wait a minute. Was was I offended just now because I didn't understand the the behavior of that person? Was it culturally based? I mean, we see this in our classrooms, Dr. Yes, yes. We have teachers that are let's just say the the American cultural norm. Mm-hmm. And they are teaching groups from all over the place. Yes. And so when students start lagging and falling behind, the cultural norm of the U.S. is to say, oh, they're lazy. They don't want to study. Mm-hmm. They don't want to improve themselves. They don't like to achieve. They're not on time. All of these things, because that's what we value. We yes. value that achievement, overachievement in many cases, and that a concept of time where time is money and we got to be on time and <laughs> everything has to be done exactly right by the clock. Yeah. So what what we do when we are the teacher and we have very strong values, we uh-huh. impose them uh-huh. on our students without even realizing that yes. we're doing that because we believe they're good and right, these yes. values, and we want to teach them to be just like us. Well, they're not just like us, <laughs> and we don't want them to be just like us. We want them to grow to be great individuals just like they are. But if we can make a few adaptions yes. along the way, then we will be much more successful at what we do in understanding those that we work with, those in our school systems, in our justice systems, in our places of worship, um, right in our own neighborhoods. Yes. Being successful does not require that we change our values. Um, China and I, neither one of us carry a baseball bat into our um, training sessions. <laughs> we want to celebrate the differences in the room, but we don't want people to say to themselves, oh, well, we're all just alike underneath our skin. Yes. We are yes. not. We are not alike. And when we understand that we do value things differently, yes. it makes a difference. Yeah. In the way we treat people, in the mutual respect that we that we then can offer and receive. Mm-hmm. So it, it's good. It's good to to know who we are, and it's good to understand our culture and those of others. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed the training. I'll tell you. I mean, as you're speaking now, and you say, you know, we don't um, carry a sword when we come for the trainings. I can s- visualize you in those props where you walked in and we're not talking, and, <laughs> and there was cheese and crackers on the floor, and you're doing a scenario where everyone had an opinion, and we're thinking, wait a minute, why is that man abusive like that? I mean, that's that's one word that came to my mind, and I thought he's very abusive. So part of it is we become very judgmental and impose our own values and, you know, cultural. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and that's why I emphasize and recommend your training very, very highly for those of you that deal with people from different backgrounds or different cultures. And as you heard Linda saying, it's not just in our schools. We now have it in organizations. We now have blended families. Right. Mm-hmm. We now have blended families, and that's difficult for two blended families to be together without knowing who they are themselves and how they look upon the you know different cultural background of a, a new spouse with their children that has come into this family. So I think it's a very viable training that will be helpful in in all aspects in the churches as well as as you said. I hadn't thought about it to bring it into the churches actually. 
Yes, I think <laughs> I've said often community respect has even helped me with my marriage just because, you yes. know, um, my husband and I, we have a completely different um, communication reasoning pattern style, you know. And once I really understood where we were coming from, I realized, oh, <laughs> this <laughs> is what we're dealing is. with. Okay, you know, I'm not getting to the point quick enough and he keeps cutting me off. Okay, we're, we've got a different way of thinking. I, I get this. So it, it has really helped in so many different ways, um, just outside of just the, uh, the program or outside of, you know, the workplace. Excellent, excellent. It looks like we do have to take another quick break. We do have in the house today, Linda Edwards, who is the Director of Community Outreach for Public Partnership and Outreach at Texas A&M University with her training partner, China Jenkins, who's also a facilitator for Community of Respect at Texas A&M, as well as a doctoral student who is studying none other than the culture, cultural diversity uh, that we're talking about uh, today, we will be right back. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. As a youth motivational speaker, author, and coach, Dr. Stem understands that in a world where today's youth and parents are jaded and disappointed by institutions and people they perceive as out of touch with the reality of their lives, motivation is a dose that is much needed. It's time to excel. Dr. Stem Malatini is a refreshing change from the typical speaker. Dr. Stem understands the pressures, heartaches, temptations, hopes, and dreams of the generation that is just now coming of age. Students listen in transfixed silence as she speaks with the clarity and confidence of someone who has worked with teens, parents, and teachers for over 20 years. Her high-energy school assembly programs create a defining moment for schools and provide an experience students never forget. To reserve your seat in one of her coaching sessions, purchase her books, or to book her services, email her at drstemmolatini at gmail.com or go to her website at www.drstem.org. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmolatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. China, I think I'll come to you with my next question because what I wanted to know, and I'm sure the listeners would want to know as well, what is the most difficult aspect to becoming culturally aware and adapting for success? Well, I can... (laughs) <laughs> One of the things that Linda talked about in the, the previous section, she said, if you don't know what your values are, you will see the person, you will judge negatively a person who does not um, have the values that you have, you know. And um, I had a very uh, transformational experience a few years ago. Well, just to give you a little bit of background about myself, I am a African-American woman. I grew up in an um, all-white, um, mostly upper-class um, society, a little town in Illinois, and I was one of very few families of color. And so I had a very hard time uh, growing up. I was judged very harshly by my teachers, um, by people around me. I had to just, I just struggled getting through school because, because of racial prejudice. And so one of the things that I understood as I began to, um, as I was looking at going into education, I knew that, you know, the teachers, some of the uh, teachers could not really uh, teach me well because they did have a racial prejudice. But other, the other thing is that they didn't understand me culturally. And mm. so I vowed as an educator that I was just going to be sensitive to my students and to others around me because of the negative experience that I had growing up. <laughs> and then, and, and the other thing too is that I thought that I was naturally or automatically culturally competent because I was African American. And so yes. I knew about racism. Yes. 
And so I just knew that I was going to be sensitive to everyone. And I um, took a job as a, um, an admissions counselor um, at a proprietary school, and I dealt with uh, most of my students were adult learners who were um, people of color from um, um, – uh, what am I trying to say? Low socioeconomic yeah. groups, you know? Yeah. Yes. And what I realized as I was teaching them and I was trained, oh, these people are lazy. Oh, these people, they don't value education. These people have these type of values that were opposite of mine. And as I began to learn um, my students and get to know them, simultaneously I was going to school and I began to learn about the educational system and just some of the problems with it. I began to realize that I was very, very negatively judging my students because of what I thought they valued and what I valued. And I didn't really understand that I was, um, you know, I was doing the very same thing to these students that my teachers were doing to me. And it was so um, devastating. And I was guilt-ridden. And I just did not know what to do with myself. (laughs) So Mm. I figured I had to transform. I mean, I I could not stay where I was and continue to treat the students the way that I was and um, that I was doing. So I had to get more knowledge. That's really how I got into the doctoral program, because I recognized that I I needed to learn more about myself. And I'm constantly being challenged um, in terms of what my beliefs are. What is it? You know, I look at I have a cultural lens and a prejudicial lens you know mm, um, mm. and you know I'm always working to fine tune my cultural lens what is it that I where do I stand culturally and then if it's a prejudice thing you know um, then I have to work on eradicating it and just when I think okay you know I'm I'm pretty good and accepting of others and, and understanding boom I, I get into another situation where I've been challenged again so it's a constant lifelong process it's a stretching and it comes with a lot of um, humility of understanding that you don't know everything yes. and that um, um, if you really want to treat others the way that you would like to be treated, you really need to know who you are and um and you know and how you differ from others so it was that's that's kind of one of the difficult aspects of becoming culturally aware because it's accepting that you may do things to hurt others even when your intentions are good um especially when your intentions are good, you could be harming others if you're not aware so that's mm. that's one of the difficult aspects in, in my opinion. And you know what I liked about the program is you have a whole lot of exercises, a deep wealth of exercises that um, anybody who gets this training can take back into their organizations. But as you, you were speaking, I was thinking some of those exercises, if it's a teacher that has been trained, especially they can actually take those exercises and have the students themselves do some of the exercises because then I'm seeing this being beneficial for the students that are coming from different cultures to be able to understand their own cultures in order for them to understand the teachers and um, the people in the new communities where they will be residing. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. I mean, yeah. uh, it's it's applicable. I think this program is applicable in every situation um, yes. with every group of people. It, it just it, it applies because we're all different. We all bring our cultures everywhere we go. So um, that's true. It, it can very well work with students. With students as well, mm-hmm. and 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 I think and I think part of that too, Linda, you probably might add on to that. You know, part of the most difficult aspect of becoming culturally, you know, aware because it's not an easy thing. We're talking about change here, right? Right, and and it's that moment of awareness, like mm-hmm. as China was telling you a moment ago. Yes. I had mine in China. Mm-hmm. I was what you would call blissfully ignorant. or unconsciously incompetent where culture was concerned because I knew that there were others that were different, but but when you swim in your own little pond with your own little folks all the time, you don't see differences um, as much. But I went to China, and I was different. I stuck out. And sadly, I made some very poor cultural decisions and hurt um, one uh, the guide that we had um, without even meaning to is what China was saying those things you you don't even know that you're doing or why you're doing because we we as Americans don't think about saving face very much yes, yes. 
we might think about respecting someone, but saving face is a little bit different. It's, it's a way you view honesty and whether or not you tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth or whether you kind of say it a little softer. So I, I, that's when I realized, you know, that I was, that I did have a culture and I needed to learn something about myself. And so I have learned. I've learned that... I'm very individualistic. My parents taught me to stand on my own two feet, and they taught me that I could do anything I wanted to in life if I just tried hard enough. Yes. Well, there are a lot of people out there that were not in the same situation that I am, and their parents taught them differently. They said, no, you depend upon your brothers and sisters. You hold together. You're, you depend on that group, that in-group to provide you with the safety net that you need in life. That's two ends of a continuum called concept of self. I'm individualist. They're collectivist. Are they wrong and I'm right? No. no. We just are who our parents taught us to be. I'll tell you one of the most difficult things is to get people to understand what their values are. Yes. When we start yes. out our program, we ask people, what are your values? And they will say <laughs> things like, well, honesty. Okay. And we're all taught to be honest. Yes. Yeah, all our parents want us to be honest, Mm -hmm. but they want us to be honest differently. Um, You might Mm. say, I value time. Everybody values time. Some of us say, as I said before, time is money and we're wasting time. Other people say there's plenty of time. Take time to build a relationship. Take time out for people. They just view that concept of time differently. But if I'm a person who keeps a calendar, wears a watch, says time is money, I'm going to look at other people and say, you're not on time. You didn't respect me. Mm. You see that? Um, So I also know that I'm a very direct speaker. And sometimes that comes off as being rude to cultures who are not direct speakers. As as the coordinator of the um, U.S.-China Relations Conference for many, many years, I had to learn to talk with my Chinese partners differently than I would talk to my American partners. If I wanted to be successful in what I was doing with them, Mm -hmm. I had to learn a different way of doing it. It didn't mean I became an indirect person. I still value that. I say what I mean. I mean what I say. (laughs) But it depends on who you're talking to. So there are a lot of things I learned about myself. Um, These were hard things. Uh, Craig Storty says in his book, uh, Figuring Foreigners Out, that there are four levels of cultural competence, that blissful ignorance that I was in, and then that, that next stage was which is that un, uh, that conscious competence where, wow, I conscious incompetence. I right. know that I just made a mistake. I'm not quite sure what it was, but I, or how to fix it. But I'm at least aware. And mm-hmm. the next stage, you become a little bit more sensitive, and so you're deliberately sensitive. You're consciously. Um, let's see. Un, how do you go? How what is it, China? Is unconsciously competent? Uncon- wait. Consciously incompetent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. So then you start being deliberate in your actions. So we, we would want to move to where we're unconsciously competent. We don't have to think about it. You know yes. what I'm saying? You yes. just do, and you understand people uh, better. But you know what, what it takes, Dr. Stem, to do that? Yes. It takes building relationships with people who are different from you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's when you learn about things. People don't go around. I don't go around telling people, well, I'm a very direct speaker, and I don't mean to be rude, but yes. you, know, you don't do that. Yes. Um, you, you begin to build a relationship, and people over time say, oh, Linda, the first time I met you, I thought you were the, most, the rudest person I ever met. But I've learned that you're just very direct speaker. So, I mean, I can articulate now what my values are. I know what they are. And and that's really the first step. But the next step is learning to step back and look at the situation you find yourself in, apply some of those skills that you've learned, um, becoming consciously competent, and, and, uh, and, and do better and be more successful at what you do. 
I think I'm becoming a better person for that. And I think I heard China say the same thing. And you're a better judge of yourself, and I believe you. <laughs> so, on that note, we do have Linda Edwards uh, in the, you know, as our guest today, and China Jenkins. They are talking to us about community um, respect, and this is a cultural sensitive program that they are offering all over the world for everyone that is in interaction with anyone from a different culture. So, we are going to take our last break, and we will be right back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The rise of women into society's most powerful leadership roles ranks among the most profound social transformations of recent decades. Leaders around the world realize that lifelong professional and personal developments are no longer an option. They are a necessity. It's time to excel. Dr. Stem is the personal and professional coach, trainer, and speaker who will take you from ordinary to extraordinary. To book one of her coaching sessions or services or purchase her books, email her at drstemmolatini at gmail.com or go to her website at www.drstem.org. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmolatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. If you're like me, I was taking notes, as I said at the beginning, I do have the two trainers that I was honored to meet at Texas A&M this April, where I was certified as a cultural diversity, some people would, you know, multicultural diversity trainer, some people call us inclusion trainers, cultural sensitivity trainers, but I had two awesome trainers that I, I don't think anybody else has the privilege of having two trainers that are so, so good, as Linda Edwards, who is in with us today, and China Jenkins. Um, one of the things that I've been doing, if you're like me, I am trained, as I said, and the binders that are, we came back with are big with a lot of information. But as I said, they have a wealth of information that as they were talking on the show today, I was taking notes after notes after notes and just writing. So I hope you're one of those people that has been um, writing down some of the information that they have been talking about. And Linda and and um, China, guess what I came up with out, out of all those notes that I was, I was writing? I kept writing, know thyself, know thy culture. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, that's pretty much the mantra. Yes, that is. Exactly. I, I just kept, you know, as I was writing the notes, you know, understanding, comparing ourselves, cultural norms. And I kept going, know thyself, know thy culture, be understanding, be sensitive. And, you know, the rest just falls into place. But it, it requires us to be aware, to learn more about it. As China has said, she's actually doing a doctorate degree to get more in-depth in, in, you know, in understanding of who she is and how to help other people understand themselves so as to understand other people. So I applaud the two of you for having brought that program and having uh, given us the opportunity to be your assistants around the world because we are your voice and we also do stand in to train with you, which is great that we can get in touch with you at any time. We love that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Linda, how can people get um, the 
this training and how can they get in touch with you? Well, they can look at our website. It's bcsrespect.tamu.edu. Or they can contact me directly at l-edwards at tamu.edu if they have questions. I'm sure that they can email you as well, and you'll direct them to us. Excellent. I'd like to to, uh, tell them they they really don't have to go overseas to have a a strong international experience or to practice cultural uh, diversity. It's right here, right here in this wonderful nation that we live in. Um, We are quite the diverse nation, Mm -hmm. and we're becoming more and more a global society. So we need to take the time to explore what the cultural values are that drive our own personal behavior. And um, this can be done in, in a number of ways. One way that they could learn something is by reading. I mean, if you learn from reading, um, there are a number of wonderful books that you can get on Amazon or whatever place you like to, to purchase books. But my favorite is Figuring Foreigners Out by Craig Storty. It's a wonderful workbook, if you will, of self-awareness, how to learn about, about yourself yes. and uh, teach you a little bit then about other cultures as well. Can I jump in really quick? Yes, Jump in. Oh, very quick. I know we're short on time. Um, um, reading books is really it's, it's a really excellent tool for helping to um, for helping to for you to gain knowledge. But I think sometimes we run the danger of intellectualizing um, cultural values or differences. And yes. I, I, I get amazed at how many times I meet people who say, "Oh yes, well I uh, I'm trying to learn about X, Y, and Z culture because I teach." X, Y, and Z students or yes. that type of thing. And then yes. I'll ask, well, do you have any X, Y, and Z friends? No. <laughs> so, I mean, you really, you know, you really need to cultivate relationships. With, I mean, some they don't all have to be best friends, deep, meaningful relationships, but at least some friendships where you can talk about cultural differences, you can get an understanding of why you may differ from someone else, because you can read all the books in the world, but if you sit there and say, okay, I'm going to, well, obviously, um, this person is this way because I read about him in a book, that's not really going to be very accurate, because everyone is different. So you really get to examine yourself and get challenged when you have those relationships with other people. Exactly. I concur. And and China, how, how can people get in touch with you? I know we didn't ask you that part as well. Oh, well, my email address is China Jenkins, China spelled just like the country, (laughs) C-H-I-N-A, Jenkins at T-A-M-U dot E-D-U. Excellent. You know, one of the things that I notice most schools, and and I hope it's most, but the ones that I have um, experienced, they do have a multicultural day. Mm -hmm. There's one problem that I have with that. It's (laughs) one day in the school year. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it becomes that blissful ignorance on my part that at least they're having it because then I'm thinking just one day is not going to be enough for the students, the teachers and people to interact and get to know each other one day out of all the school days that we have. So maybe, you know, as um, China just said that, you know, having friends and having people that are from different cultures and interacting instead of, you know, just doing it in the classroom is also important. Maybe we can increase those days and the students themselves can be encouraged to do that. We have some very intelligent, assertive students in our schools, whether it's in the public schools or in the colleges that can actually do it as a monthly support group or something. People bring in food and they bring in different topics that they can discuss. The parents, the teachers can be invited and we can start this education um, of understanding other cultures you know, in that way, rather than just bringing the programs in the in the classrooms. That's, that's exactly. an excellent way. We, we do something around here called brown bag luncheons, yeah. where you just bring your peanut butter jelly in a bag and, a, you know, your cup of drink, and you have a topic and you discuss it from all different perspectives around the table. And that is an excellent way to to talk about culture that is very inclusive. Everybody gets to 
share their own value that way. Yes, because you can run the danger uh, of having, when you have those type of celebratory events, where you um, wind up doing more harm than good, or you just kind of gloss over a particular group. For instance, you can say, okay, today we're going to celebrate Mexican-Americans, so we're going to wear (laughs) sombreros, we're going to eat tacos, and now don't you feel better about Mexican-Americans? And and what's Mm. the lesson learned? There's, there's nothing learned. You just eat different food. But if you actually engage in some questions, why we have to have this day? You know, why don't we have more um, Latinos represented in our literature and our books or that type of thing? Those are some of the hard questions that get asked if you have those conversations. But we don't even allow for conversations. We just, we're going to celebrate a day, we're going to eat some food, and you're going to feel better about this particular group of people. And that's that's the purpose of it. And that's not, that's not really... Um, you're not going to have any type of deep impact with those type of celebratory um, days, you know? And you're right. Why don't we have more Latinos involved in our, you know, staff um, Mm -hmm. in the schools as we have an an increase of um, Latino students in the schools or African-American students or African students Mm -hmm. in the the schools? Great points. Ladies, I have thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show. Well, we need about six more of these shows. (laughs) So we can really talk about culture. (laughs) (laughs) So it was great. And you know what? Yes, we do. And we could actually have a class where we have some participants participating in a class with you on the, you know, on the show, on the Dr. Stem show. I would love to have you out here in Boston area, if you're out in the Boston area and have you on the television show, the Dr. Stem TV show. But for today, it's been great understanding what the community of respect training is all about. Well, it's been my pleasure, and I'm sure I won't speak for China. (laughs) Both of us feel very strongly about talking about culture, so it's been great. Yes. And I just appreciate you having us because I... I love talking about this subject, and I can never get enough of it. So I thank you for just allowing us to get the word out about our program. Excellent. And you know what? I'm going to take you to as an example. When I was in their classroom and we were graduating, getting my certificates, and I offered to them to say, I would love to have you two on the show. I can tell you, you should have seen their faces priceless. Like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? On what show? <laughs> when? <laughs> Where? I mean, talking about what? And the way they presented, you know, the show today, I'm going, wait a minute, they were already prepared before I even been asked so you did an awesome job and I thank you for taking the time out because I know you both have busy schedules so until next time next week I thank all of you that are listening in today this is the Dr. Stem show and it's Dr. Stem Stembile Matlatini your host thank you Thank you for listening to the Dr. Stem Show. Please join us next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and 9 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another enlightening show. Have a terrific week.